When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, Cheeseheads. Welcome to the final Cheese Room podcast of the season. What a way to finish it. <laughs> we've we've talked about it happening. We've talked about it definitely not happening. Happening again, not happening. The roller coaster has finally stopped and here we are. Champions League football next season above the goons. What an end to the season it has been. Joining me to revel in this glory all the way from South London, it's Mr. Paul Muir. How are you doing, Paul? Yeah, really good. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. All this like nonsense about Kane having a little dicky tummy and stuff like that. Just yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> Felt pretty confident all week. Knew Norwich were minus fifty billion goals, whatever it was. And yeah, there, there was no way we were going to lose that today. So uh, and um, you know, if it was another podcast, I'd say I've been proven right, but I'm not going to do that. So yeah, but Champions <laughs> League football, bring it on. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't quite as confident as you, it must be said. But yeah, in the end, there was nothing much to worry about, was there? Also joining from up north, Mr. Seb Short, how are you doing? I'm good. Glad to have got rid of that kind of, you know, like that sicky feeling you get in the bottom of your stomach when you're really nervous about something and you can't quite put yeah. your finger on it. Had that in the morning. and um, But yeah, just great. Just, just feel really, really good. Might as well delete all the other podcasts that we've done, all the up and downs, and, and all that. just do this one. <laughs> Pointless, isn't it? We're just doing end of season pod. For <laughs> yeah, it's um, I don't know. I, I tweeted and hoped that we would just have a, a very plain sailing victory against the Norwich side that were on the beach, and in the end, that is pretty much what happened. But we'll, we'll go through, you know, what happened in the actual game in a bit more detail. I was going to start this pod by singing the Champions League music, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I never knew what the lyrics were until today. Did you know what the lyrics are to the Champions League music? No. Is it not just the champions, the champions, the champions, or something? No, really, it's it's German. So it says "Die Meister," which is the master, "Die Besten," the best. Then it's French, "Les Grandes Keeps." The champions. So it's like three languages. They don't worry about Italian <laughs> <laughs> or any of the other countries. And I was just like, "All oh, right, that's what they say." Um, I didn't fancy singing that, so I haven't. You just have. You just have. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I was going to do it in a much higher pitched voice, trying to really replicate it and get in, <laughs> get in the spirit. Anyway, I've saved you for that, Jesus. You don't have to listen to that. Instead, we'll just do what you always do: talk about the starting lineup. Uh, Paul. A few, well, not surprises, but there was some rumblings midweek, wasn't there, about a few people with leaky yeah. tummies, not quite lasagna gate, 
But um, there was a slight concern that a few players, including Kane, were, weren't feeling tip-top. But in the end, fairly full-strength side, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I kind of heard a little rumour that Bentoncourt wasn't going to be starting. He was really, really sick. But um, obviously, that was a load of nonsense. So I never listen to anything I tweet or read read what I tweet ever again. Um, but yeah, I mean, once we once we found out, you know, today, I mean, yeah, that everybody was going to be uh, well enough to start. I mean, the team with Romero at the moment um, out kind of picks itself. No change from last week, which was uh, which was good to see. Yeah, exactly. And as much as you didn't feel confident, Seb, I mean, like this side's been looking relatively good recently, hasn't it? And we've been hitting form at the right time, so we should have had enough to beat Norwich. Yeah, look, it's that thing we all talk about and say on paper, you know, on paper and with the way the season's gone, both for us and for Norwich, you'd think it would be a calamity if something uh, something didn't go right. But yeah, on, on paper, that team was, was the best we could put out and uh, expected them when when there were no surprises to, to get the job done. Yeah. No, agreed. But it wasn't quite as plain sailing as we hoped. With you know Norwich being on the beach, etc., because they they seemed up for it from the start, didn't they, Paul? Yeah, they put some uh, some challenges in. Uh, uh, who was the guy? Um, uh, Byron seemed to be like take upon himself to kick everything that came near him up in the air. Um, yeah, but it was just a question of time before like our you know other teams try to do that. Uh, to us, especially the back end of this season, and, and we've just ridden it out, and um, yeah, we've we've kind of like taken what they've given, um, and then we've we've come back at them with like much better play and really shown our quality. But they they certainly didn't it didn't go to plan for the first 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, you're right. But after that, I, as I say, I don't want to repeat myself, but I was always confident once the first one the first one went in, there was going to be a bit of a uh, bit of a kind of tire ready goal. So as it proved. Yeah. Were you, any concerns from you, Seb, that it was going to be a difficult game? Because Norwich played pretty defensively, didn't they? I think they had five at the back, four in the middle, Pookie, mm. the lone man up top. Could have been one of those games where we struggled to break them down, but thankfully that didn't didn't happen. Not really. Look, I, I discussed the season and the way the league finished as a whole with the the, te- the relegated teams maybe a bit later, but Norwich, uh, they, are, they are a terrible team. Um, and <laughs> before we scored, I mean, I know Paul said... 15, 20 minutes was a bit tricky. I, I didn't think so, to be honest. Hoybio had a fantastic chance, I think, about yeah. seven or eight minutes in. Um, maybe, you know, if that was Son on the end of it, that's a first-time shot. I think he took a couple of touches to try and get it out of his feet and then then curled it over. Um, I felt I felt we were in control right right from the get-go, to be honest, possession-wise, territory-wise. Um, it, it, it looked good. Uh, you know, there are some games we, we've all seen in this season where we're 15, 20 minutes in and you think, oh no, this this is going to be one of them. You know, Brighton, Brentford, I know that there's many others, but I, I didn't feel that at all today. Um, and, and yeah, like you say, we got, got the goal, I think it was 15, 16 minutes, wasn't it? And that wasn't our first chance. Yeah, that's a fair point. And that goal pretty much created by Bentica, wasn't it, Paul? Some yeah. really nice movement, got it sort of in the midway point of our half. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, pass forward and, and just kept running, didn't they? And then, Fairly unselfish when he got in front of goal. Something we've been we've been seeing been seeing a bit more of last few months. It's like A passes it, B, and then A goes again. It's almost like he knows where the ball's going to be. Um, it was um, Hanley came short to cover Son when I think uh, Norman already him covered, and that left a massive gap behind him, which Bentancourt saw, and he was just like, it was just really nice. As you said, they gave it and just drove in that space, and he was found. Was it Davis that knocked the ball over the top? Or was it Dyer? 
I can't I can't remember who, who fed in um Benton Court. I think but, it was Hoybier. Uh, yeah. I, I thought it was Hoybier. Sorry, was it Hoybier yeah. for, for excuse yeah, me? It was Hoybier. Excuse me. Uh and then Hoybier like you know dinked it over for his uh, midfield uh, partner to like run onto. And then really unselfish to knock it sideways and it was a bit of a bit of a bit of a weird scuffed kind of like finish from Kuzleski, but they all count. But yeah, yeah really nice exploitation of the space behind uh their centre backs that had obviously got mixed up like coming in to follow Kane and uh, and Son. Yeah, it was good. Um, and about that finish, I don't know. It was it was just enough, wasn't it, Seb, to get it on target? Yeah, it was. Yeah, look, <laughs> we said it before. They doesn't matter how they go in. I think it was fine. It reminded me, even though it wasn't as good a finish, it reminded me of the um, when Son set Kulu up against City, where Son yeah. Son was played in and on on that exact same side and kind of squared the ball rather than taking the finish on himself. And Benton Kerr did the same thing. And I think you know. For us and for the team, the timing of that goal was massively important. Um, it, it's a proper settler when you only need a point to kind of think to yourself, right, we're, we're, we're here now, we're in control. They've either got to come at us and, and we'll counter them, which we know that we're good at, or they're just going to sit in and try and minimise the damage. Uh, either way, uh, you know, that, that was great. I think if you get, I think we all felt it. If you get to half time and it's nil nil, Arsenal are winning, then then there's nerves, then mistakes mm. get made, you know, then the crowd get jittery, you know, pretty much from that goal, that first goal onwards, it, it was party time, which sounded like it to, to, to me. Uh, I think it's at Spurs, I'm sure they didn't, but it sounded like Spurs outnumbered Norwich, at Norwich, which which was fantastic. So yeah, a proper kind of nerve settler. Um, and you just, then you're in a position where you can get on and play your game. Yeah, it definitely sounded like a party atmosphere at Carrow Road. Decent scenes as well. We saw some pictures afterwards. It seems everybody's getting flares these days. Uh, not the trousers, the uh, smoke grenades. <laughs> <laughs> they probably still are in Norwich, to be fair, mate. <laughs> this is true. Um, Paul, second goal. Just some nice closing down from Kula, wasn't it? And thankfully, Cruel, rather than having a blinder today, uh, made a bit of a mistake, passed it out. But again, real quick thinking and ability from, from Bentoncourt to get the ball across to Kane, who scores like he always does. Yeah, it was nice to see us kind of press, and uh, I think there was obviously a mix-up. I think he was the, uh, I think Cruz expected him to come short for the ball, and um, he didn't, and then just stole in there. But what was really weird was that the amount of space that Kane had. I mean, yeah, in the you know, penalty spot off the six-yard box, and uh, that little kind of glanced header was like it went behind the defender trying to cover on the line that should have been picking up Kane to start with. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was a bad mistake from the Norwich uh, keeper and uh, and and the defender. But you don't give Kane that that amount of space. But yeah, really, really good uh, closing down. I hope we do a bit more of that next. I hope we try and yeah, we won't have like a Norwich. We scratch me. We won't have a, uh, a Liverpool or a uh, City press. But I hope we press a bit more. You know, because we've got the legs there now. And um, hope we skip coming back and then Mate Sarr if he plays and maybe another that we might get in midfield. Yeah, you know, hopefully try and win the ball further up in in the opposite half or in in the final third, and yeah. we might see that a bit more. But yeah, you're right; it was really good closing down. And isn't that another record for Kane as well? Most goals on the last day of the season. I believe that Andrew Cole is one ahead of him. He's on eight, and then uh, sorry, Andrew Cole's on nine, and Kane is on eight on the final day of the season. I, I, is it? 
I think they've drawn level. I'm the, pretty sure uh, well, he's level okay, with Jimenez. Then I stand corrected by your uh, your Franco stats. Franco stats. Yeah, hashtag Franco stats. <laughs> Could that, be that right. Shortly thing around know. about like was it September time? Franco stats we handle. <laughs> we'll see. Somebody else can tell us whether that's right or not, but I'm sure I heard it. Um, yeah, so it's good. We end half time two 0 Gunas winning as well. So there was that pressure that they might come back, but I don't think Norwich were ever really going to threaten. And um, it didn't take too long. What was it? 64 minutes. Actually, that is quite long. 20 minutes into the half. <laughs> it went quickly for me. It just felt like the start of that second half, I thought we were... It's difficult to say it's really mature because it's really simple, but we were just passing the ball around the back and just taking it very casually. Like It frustrated me because Son, the ball went to him twice after lots of passing around the back, went to Son and he lost it instantly both times. I mean, one time they went up, Pookie managed to get a corner and I was thinking, come on, Son, today's, you know, I don't want the pressure to get to you today because obviously he's got the golden boot in the back of his mind the whole time. But I was just like, we need to hold on to the ball in those situations, just get, get through to the end of the game. But like I said, 64 minutes. Um, again, it's just like a really nice goal from Kula, wasn't it? We've, we've seen him score these type of goals before and he just curled it really beautifully, didn't he, Seb? Yeah, it was, it was a lovely goal. It was quite funny, actually. I was, uh, as I think most people in the UK were was watching uh, a dodgy stream uh, and on the Patreon <laughs> yeah. chat, the... Um, the Aussie guys. I mean, it, look, deviating a little bit, it, it's absolutely <laughs> crazy that we're in the UK watching UK football and we can't watch all these games live. And yet we've got patrons who, you know, big up to them, kind of keeping us in the loop five minutes earlier than what, <laughs> than what, than what we're getting. And I, I, I checked before the first goal went in, I checked on the Patreon chat. Um, and said like what, what what's everyone's time and I think mine was like three minutes and someone messaged to say oh six minutes I thought like three minutes behind so I was like no spoilers no spoilers first goal to be fair no one said anything fine second goal few people were like oh 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 by the time the third goal went in everyone, no one give a give a shit so I I had my boys playing out in the garden who who kind of half watching half not but it was great I was able to kind of call them in three minutes before the goal like come in I think something's going to happen in them in. And um, and yeah, the the Kuliszewski goal was a was a lovely finish. Um, and yeah, look, if for anyone who hadn't relaxed by that point, that was proper. You know, you could let go of your clenching your ass and uh, and enjoy the rest of the game. Yeah, no, agreed. And um, and it was straight. I don't know what whether he needed to go off or what, but Kula goes off fairly quickly after, and Lucas comes on, but at a fairly instant impact, didn't he? With um, a pass which I think we were trying to make it look like some Burkamp esque. With a little spin, but really all he did was pass it and then do a little spin, didn't he, Paul? There's this thing called, <laughs> there's this thing called forward momentum, Franco. Sometimes <laughs> when you've got the pace of uh, Mr. Lucas Mora, sometimes it's hard to um, stop yourself. So rather than not fall to the floor like the ref did at the beginning when he got smashed in the first half, um, he decided to do a little spin. I don't think, you know, but camp, I think that's incredibly harsh uh, but it, it was a really nice touch and that that was a that was a you know someone's gonna miss that he's he's, he's good in those positions yeah. yeah but it was it was a it was a nice nice goal it was like quick and it was incisive and direct and yeah nice and then you thought oh you know Salah's not Salah, I don't think Salah was on the pitch at that point and like, oh yeah and and then it wanted to feel really good for Sonny and then obviously he did what he did a couple of minutes later which was just Extra special, extra special. 
It was extra special, yeah. An interesting point on the 73rd minute, we Bergvan came on for Royal, and so finally, like, Conte's looked at a game where we were 4 0 up and gone, well, sod it, let's just go all guns blazing, let's try and get another. But Sun's goal itself was, was all of his own making, wasn't it? Came out from a corner, took a touch. He was quite fortunate to have Pookie, I think it was, marking him. He wasn't really marking him, got away. But that finish, Seb, just straight out of Sun's sort of textbook of curling right foot shots, wasn't it? Unbelievable finish. And there's not many players in the league that can do that type, have that type of finish. You know, it, it, this is the thing about Son. It, he is, he's an unbelievable player with the variety that he offers up. I mean, I was I was looking at his stats after the game. Obviously, you know, joint joint leading scorer, and as everyone knows, no penalties in that. So for me, really, if you want to really decide the golden boot, it's Son. It, you know, twenty three goals from open play, eleven with his right foot and twelve with his left. That's half yeah. the trick. No one knows which way he's going to go. How he's going to angle the shot. <clears throat> he he is fantastic. He's a goalkeeper's nightmare because you have no idea what he's going to do. Um, and linking up with, I mean, Kulisevsky addition, uh, I, I think we'll cover this a bit later on in the pod, but Kulisevsky adds so much to Son and Kane's game. It's Kulisevsky's five assists for Son this season, so you, uh, as well as the goals. So you don't know which one of those three, what they're going to do, who they're going to set up. They're so clever. Yeah. Um, and Son, for me, um, look, I've got to hold my hands up. I voted in the player of the season about, I think it was about six weeks ago, and I voted for Eric Dyer, but I'm probably a little bit wrong. Son has helped, <laughs> maybe, well, not maybe, Son has 100% helped to get us over the line with the way he's played in the last six to eight weeks. He's been fantastic. Um, I think he might have picked up a little bit of a knock, so hopefully that's not too serious. But, I mean, what a player. If anyone deserves personal accolades, it's him. And when he scored that fifth one, the moment where Lucas lifted him up onto his shoulders during the game yeah. and all the team were around him and uh, and Son's, Son's in front of the camera like that was, was, for me, that was the moment of the season. Absolutely. Just what a guy. And obviously has the kind of love and respect from everyone at that club, players, managers, staff, whatever. Um, and yeah, just, he's, he's the darling, isn't he? Let's be honest, he's the darling of Tottenham Hotspur. He is. So, are you going to say that you shouldn't be dropped next season, ever? <laughs> oh, Franco! You, get you, get you that were, in early, Franco. Bloody you were hell. prepared there, weren't you, to let me talk as long as I took. Just build myself up so you could come in and knock me right down. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's my interview technique. It's, yeah, the thing is, if Sun just eradicated those dips in form, which I know it'd be ridiculous because then he'd be scoring as many as Messi does every season. But maybe that's it. If He needs to maybe just be 100% consistent for an entire season. Uh, but I think it's absolutely scandalous that he wasn't even in the nominations. For, was it the PFA player of the season? Did you see Dyer's tweet today? No. So Dyer put a gif up of uh, Jim Carrey with two uh, wine glasses and he made like um, like a binoculars with two wine glasses and put them to his eyes. And he yeah. did it, quoting the PFA uh, player. And that Son, and he, he gave Son stats, and and he, and he put in brackets no pens, and he put this gif up of uh, Jim Carrey like using like these glasses binoculars. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was, it was quite cool for him to die. But um, yeah, you're right, you're right though, Frank. You are right, you are right. It, it, there is something. I mean, Gallagher's had a good season, but and he's been important to Palace, but he shouldn't be in there. You know, he, he he shouldn't be in that in 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 with such high company as he is. No. 
It's bizarre. And the thing is, it's not like it's a one-off. This is the thing that frustrates me because Son, I just don't, I think eternally he has not got the recognition for what he delivers. And he is frustrating at times. He does have dips in form, but you can't dispute the end product, just the amount of goals, the amount of assists, like the records he's got with Kane. And I just don't, I mean, I don't care because it's meant that he's never really been linked away from Spurs. He's not going from Spurs with this new deal, is he? He's not. I mean, he likes it. We like him. He's obviously obviously played handsomely. Um, You know, he's Asians, like, you know, sports personality, like, of last, like, four or five years. Um, We're going on pre-season tour there. That's going to be a massive thing for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, um, and, and he's, he's, as I say, he signed a long term deal, um, which I don't think he gets the credit for from our fan base or, or from the media. He, he has, somebody was saying to me during the week, like, like he didn't really know a lot about Son. He knew, he kind of knew about the racism and Rudiger and things like this because that makes the headlines, but he doesn't really know what kind of player Son is. And that made me think, like, do you think he kind of, this season, he's he gone under the radar a little bit and now. He's he with the record he's got with Kane now, and that's the yeah it's been very kind of high profile. We've got a we've got a high profile manager. Do you think now he's actually like you know this is his time and he's he's seen for the true talent he is? Quite possibly, yeah. But it does surprise me because he's been in the Prem for a lot of seasons. He's been banging in lots of goals. I'm sure he's been nominated for Goal of the Month plenty of times. So it's not like you know you can ignore his presence in the league. He's a bit of a strange one to be honest, but. I don't know, maybe it's lack of goals in Europe because when I think about it, I don't think his record in the Champions League has been outstanding. I think he's the most he's ever got in Europe in a season is five, which is obviously not terrible. But yeah, maybe he needs to do it on that stage as well. It's just difficult it's when you play for someone like South Korea as well. You're never going to be doing it on the international stage at the sort of highest level either, really, are you? So. No. Maybe he's just not got that recognition from there either. But then again, Mane, Salah, they both do. And they both play for African teams. Mm-hmm. They're not particularly high profile either. I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter, does it? Let's be honest. He's ours. That's all that matters. Yeah, he's, go- he's, he's going nowhere. He's, he's, unless yeah. he has like another stellar season and another 10, 15%. He turns 30 in July. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I don't see his pace. I think he's a little bit like Walker. Seb, when you see him, I don't think his pace has diminished. No, I, I agree, but I think that that t- potentially puts people off um, a purchase. You know, you know b- these big clubs tend to invest in players for three or four years. Um, mm. You know, so in terms of, you know, I, I think obviously he'll certainly be here next year. If he's 31, someone going to give him a three, four-year contract and hope that his legs last and everything else lasts, you know, 31 to 35. I can't see mm. it. I'd hope he'd be with us for, for the next two, two, three seasons at least. Um and you know, it's obvious he, he loves the club, and everyone at the club, as I said, loves him. So, fingers crossed, he's uh, he's here for. I mean, he's been here, I think, seven seasons, is it? So, I'd yep. certainly yep. like to see him get his get his ten years in. Fantastic player. No, agreed, and well deserved golden boot for him. Absolutely made up. I think Spurs fans are just as happy about that yeah. as they are about the top yeah. four. But next year, European tour. I'm actually buzzing about it now. Can't wait because oh, you have changed. Time. Fella, you have changed. <laughs> no, come on. I would always be buzzing about you know going away for European games. I was gutted to not get away uh, this season, to be fair. Um, and so, yeah, the fact that we're playing against top-tier opposition in Europe next season, some bigger stadiums, some better cities to go to, I am absolutely buzzing. You're going to come along, Paul? I will do, if I can find my passport. I'm sure. Do you snore? Don't. I've got you down as a bit of a snorer. 
<laughs> Are you going to share a bed? <laughs> Not a bed, maybe a room. Jeez. Well, you have to go to extremes. Are we doing podcasts on tour? There we go, cheese room on tour. Um, well, I, this I, is it, because I'm sure Diver will be up for it, but Diver is definitely, he is definitely a snorer. Diver is like a full-on, it makes it sound a bit like kind of planes, trains and automobiles, and I'm not really up for that, to be honest. So, um, <laughs> uh, But I don't snore, if you put me on my side. Oh, there we go. All right. There we go. Me and Muir bunking up next season. Lads on tour. Um, I haven't been on, I haven't done the ritual. I haven't been on um, Arsenal fan TV yet. I'll do that in a bit, but it's got, if, if we're talking about Spurs social media, <laughs> like, I'm just going to say it. We've kept quiet for so long, but Stelios, you are the yeah. biggest bellend in the world. This week, going after Shan again about her views, just drop it for once. Just shut up. Right. I, I, I don't really do social media. It's t- it took a, a, I've been, doing the pod now for, I think, three years. And it was only this late lot, this season, that I joined Twitter um, just to see kind of what all the crack was about. I've got to be honest, I hate it. However, to have some <laughs> bell end who I've never even met and never even spoken to try and call me out on my Enoch in views, <laughs> were just ridiculous. And then, as you say, to kind of bully Shan online, and it's not the first time, and to kind of repeatedly do it and then not even give anyone the right of reply because he then yeah. blocks the people um, that that might disagree with him. That's number one. Number two, and I've half called them out before, but we are Tottenham <laughs> TV and these absolute morons that run this um, or help present this show, in inverted commas, who then turn up and are on national uh, television um singing songs about wanting Levy dead and then (laughs) have the balls to turn up last week an invite from Enoch to the stadium to parade around the stadium in a Tottenham kit when you want the person who owns that stadium dead and you've made that quite clear on national TV, turn up and do that and they will be giving it large and, as you say, Tottenham, we're in the Champions League and all that have some form of moral compass, have some form of backbone where you back up your decisions. And if you can't back up your decisions, apologise to the people that you have repeatedly slagged off over. I mean, I want to say the last season, but it's longer than that. And just, you know, have some balls because honestly, it's just ridiculous. I, I, I'm, it gets me really angry. And it's one of the reasons why I don't go on social media because I'm not, I don't want to get into this kind of, what do they call them, like Twitter spats or whatever, where you just end up going down this rabbit hole of abuse and criticising each other. Yeah. But look, I'm lucky enough to have this platform and to say kind of, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah I know I, I get what you mean a little bit it's, it's difficult when you're moaning about something all the time but then you're quite happy to get involved in a in a football kickabout but at the end of the day Seb I think we'd all do anything to play, <laughs> play on that Spurs pitch wouldn't we that's the thing but you know maybe just have a bit more integrity that, as well. that's what makes us different isn't it from I would say quite a few of the podcasts that I listen to and I try and listen to quite a, a, a few a we've got passion Seb normally praises what he says. Well, I'm about to go on a rant here. You like to have a little rant. I I get angry, but it, it's it's coming from a place where it's it's a bit bit of maturity because we're all of a certain age, and it's also it's like 
we don't really try and go after kind of like sensationalist kind of like tidbits or sound bites or, or or little bits and pieces on YouTube and 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 basically bully kind of like uh, female uh, presenters of of other podcasts like uh, Mr. Stellos done this week. It's been hard sometimes to pod because we've looked so we've looked so so bad, but it's never been to the point where we've like you know we've just just gone on some kind of self kind of righteous kind of like you know kind of like just lashing out other fans. We've never done it. I think it's probably the first time that we've actually spoken about another person, but in this case, it's fully deserved uh, for, for a while. So just 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 don't add to the negative noise. By all point, yeah, be opinionated, but also be informed at the same time. Yeah. The other thing is, right, that I always learn, obviously I'm, I'm a former journalist, and something that someone told me very early on is, you write something down, it is there forever, right? It's findable. And that is exactly the same with these pods, because you, I can go back tonight if I want to and find the very first Cheese Room podcast, right? And someone can do that if they want to, and they can call me out on all the things that I say. So you, if you're going to have an opinion and you're going to broadcast it to however many thousand people li- listen and, you know, some of the YouTube content that, that we've done, thousands and thousands of people watch, you're on film. People can play that back and people don't forget, right? They know, they, they know your opinions. They will have you on your opinions and your predictions and everything else. And you've got to have some form. You, you've got to be able to back it up. And what gets me with these plebs, is they 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 just say things for effect and think that bullying people and get, make, making it sound like their opinion is more important than everyone else's promotes promotes their opinion and it couldn't be further from the truth they just make themselves look stupid and I've held my counsel now pretty much all of this season I haven't even written very much um, as much as I used to for fear of kind of portraying an opinion that he can either be shot down or criticised or anything like that. But I'll say it now. These these people really need to get a hold of themselves and, and man up um, more than anything. And it really got to me this week, the, the criticism that Shan got. I, I'm really struggling to kind of let it go because it was just so unfair. And then when I mm. kind of stepped in to say, well, what's going on? I get blocked. blocked. Yeah, just... Cancelled. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. It is pretty pathetic. And the other thing which is worth noting is that um, Stelios did bump into Shan in the stadium and said nothing. Oh, you pathetic. are joking. No, this is a couple of months ago. They oh. saw each other and he said nothing. Franco, is he one of, is he one of these guys that put the banner up on uh, opposite, opposite the stadium shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, they can do what they want. Yeah. It's not like we've said before, it's not going to do anything. Right. Do what you want. Yeah, but what made, I think what Shan said was that what's the point in putting a banner up the last home game of the season? Is it really the time when we're pushing for a top four spot? Yeah, those boys obviously think they've got a right to do it, and they do. But still, I saw an, I saw another opinion, another comment today after the final whistle today. So obviously everyone's um, ecstatic, you know. As as we've said many times on this pod, I don't think any of us expected Champions League football to start the season. I know it was under under a different manager, but. Um, you know, what one of the best days we've had in recent years, Champions League football. This time last year, we were we were a million miles away from that. And yeah. I saw a comment, uh, look, I'm not going to call the guy's name out just in case I've got it wrong. I don't want to get shot down, as I've said. But the comment was, and just to think, if Levy had backed Poch, we'd be challenging for the title. <laughs> what can you do with these people? Uh, 
This is it. I just feel like people need to realise that football's supposed to be quite enjoyable. <laughs> like, you know, when you get these moments where you can genuinely enjoy the moment, just do it. Mm. Like, you don't have to fucking pour cold water on everything, do you? You don't have to what, be that guy. If you can't enjoy moments like this, why are you even, like, watching the game? Yeah. I did see a fantastic tweet today that really made me chuckle that said, my stream is so far behind, I'm watching Nuno get look like he doesn't know what he's doing on the sidelines. <laughs> Uh, quality, quality. Oh, now we've got what is it? Something like nine Saturdays of no football. <laughs> We're going to do with ourselves. There'll be plenty of transfer stuff, and this is where we get into the business end for a lot of Spurs fans. <laughs> the most exciting time when we get linked to everybody under the sun. Didn't you do a sp- didn't you do a spreadsheet four or five seasons ago? Mate, I did it three seasons in a run and every season we got linked with over 100 players and, you know, obviously only signed a small percentage of those. You see, I bet we are Tottenham TV and Stelios and all those other people don't do such good work. So, well done you, Franco. Well done. <laughs> no, I've, I've been surpassed I've been surpassed by Matty Hayes, who Matty Hayes will have every single transfer rumour under the sun. In fairness, like, Matty puts in a stellar job. Um, he really does every single link that could be possibly mentioned he mentions it so if you ever want to know who we've been linked to but we're probably not going to sign get on Matty Hayes' YouTube um, but yeah I'm, I'm I'm quietly confident that there seems to be some you know plenty of rumours rumbling about players left right and centre but I'll ask you just to fill a bit of time now Seb if we could get any position filled first what would be your number one priority um Oh, <laughs> that's a good question. Because mm. uh, I've kind of deviated throughout the season in terms of thinking, well, we obviously need a left centre-back, which I still think yeah. we do, but Davies has been absolutely fantastic. So it almost feels like a kick in the dick to him because, yeah. I mean, he's really stepped up this season. He put his body on the line countless occasions. And then I've kind of thought, oh, well, we need like that central attacking midfielder. But then if we play that, then it's almost like a change of formation, which I think we're all quite happy with the formation at the moment. Um, so I will say a backup striker. Mm, okay. What Lewandowski? <laughs> That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> don't ask me. Don't don't ask me to. Um, don't, 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 sorry, don't ask me who. Um, I've seen a lot of links over the last couple of days with various players not in that position that 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 makes sense. And you'd hope now that um, Champions League football. Um, and a lot of them are free, you know. It's just the wages, and you'd hope with mm. Champions League football, we we some of these come off. Um, I mean, I can give you my list of of who I who I would like in an ideal scenario. Um, Go for it. I would like Dybala. I would like Eriksson, free and free. I would like Perisic, free. I would like Skriniar or De Vries, if that's how you say his name, or or. Uh, Gavardio, uh, who I've seen less of than than the, the than the Inter Milan boys, but the the stats kind of show that he's um, he's a very good young um, left sided centre back. Um, and um, I would have gone for Johnston uh, as a backup goalkeeper, but it looks like Fraser Forster is the is the one, and to me that makes a lot of sense. I think Johnston probably wants to come and have assurances that he eventually he's going to be number one. And I don't think we can offer that. Um, so mm. to have your homegrown um, backup keeper who also happens to be an absolute giant of a man <laughs> um, come in, then um, then yeah, that, that makes sense to me. So th- those would be my priorities. 
I've seen links with Bale, and I think that might be done. I, in terms of um, not not for us, I don't, I, I don't think that will happen now. All right, Paul, what's your who's your number one priority? Uh, I think we've got to go for a right wing back, haven't we? I just don't think Royale, even though he's played quite well, I don't think he's been um, with Cess looking more and more confident on the left on the left hand side. I think we need to go for a right wing back. I wouldn't mind seeing, I wouldn't mind testing Middlesbrough, see if they want to get rid of Jed Spence. I know he's at I know yeah. he's, I know he's at Forest at the moment and they're in the the the, champ, the the playoff final, but I wouldn't mind you know sitting around there and seeing like you know I know we haven't got a great record of buying players from a lower division unless you're talking about Mr JR fourteen Mr Joe Roden but we move <laughs> on um, yeah Jay Spence looks he looks I've actually watched quite a bit of Forest and he looks really really good so right wing back and then I would definitely be having a conversation with Ericsson. I think he's shown that he still can do a job for us, yeah. and he could fit into that. He could fit into that midfield without too much of a rejig as well. We might have to go two up top, but yeah, let's see, let's see. But yeah, right wing back would be the one I'd go for. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I still think we need to prioritise centre midfield. If I'm perfectly honest, I know Skip will be coming back, and like you said, Saar will be coming mm. into the team, but they're both still young. And Mate Mate Saar wasn't bought by. Um, by the current DOF, was he? No. So, you know, that you probably think it's 17-18 coming in from French Division, which, you know, he's, he's probably going to go on loan. Um, so, yeah, I hear what you're saying about central midfield. Definitely. Yeah, I just think we need a bit more experience in there, if I'm honest. And I, I wouldn't be sad to see Winks go. I can understand why he might not. He might still stick around. But Have you seen the photo um, of the Spurs squad in the changing room at Norwich after the game. Yeah, no, yeah, really interesting. I, I, I took a lot from that photo. Have a look at it and detect the players that think I'm probably not going to be in. Rodan, Rodan is not in that photo. Is he not? I didn't even notice that. Ah, oh, Sebastian. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> Birdvine and Vinks do not look as. Uh, I said Birdvine and Vinks. Um, <laughs> Birdvine. No, I get it right. Bergvine and Winks uh, do not look as happy as every other person in that photo. Yeah. And I'm not wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, all right. I'll have a look at that. But there would be zero surprises there, if I'm perfectly honest with that. So. What would you do with Lucas Moura if you had the choice? It depends if we get in. The thing is, you're talking about people like Perisic. Perisic is not a long-term solution, is he? No. So, For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It depends who we get in who's young. Uh, you know, the fact we've got Cooler there is good. But I still think Stevie B should be given an opportunity ahead of Lucas, just because the age difference. But I don't know. If we got... I, I wouldn't be sad to see Lucas leave. 
I'd be a bit sad to see Stevie B leave, but if we got better, younger replacements, then I wouldn't really see a problem. Apart from Jed Spencer, right wing back, have we have we been linked with anyone else in that position? Because for me personally, I, I am I'm not saying I'm an Emerson Royal fan, but I think uh, he's improved and he's improved a lot in four or five months. Probably less than that actually in terms of game time, because obviously Doherty was was in that position. Mm. Is he going to improve even more in pre-season? He's very young. What is he, 23? You know, is there scope for him to 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 actually fulfil that position? He, he, he played decent again today. He's played decent in the last few weeks, to be fair. I still think Conte in that system wants more yep. out of his wing-backs. I think so as and, well. I, and I don't think that Royale is capable of de- delivering that. And I still think, like you say, there is a ceiling that's probably much higher than where he is at the moment. I just... Is still young. I just don't think it's going to happen. And I think Conte is not going to want another season of gradual improvement. I think he wants somebody that's going to be able to go in there and do the business in the Champions League. And I'd be surprised if he thinks that Royale is, and I'd be surprised if he thinks that Doherty is either. So, so, so do you think this conversation that Conte has is um, that has been you know, it's been mooted for, for pretty much since he came in? He's going to have a conversation at the end of the season to see where we're at. Do you think this conversation goes along the lines of, I want to win the league, you need to help me win the league? I think you want to compete for the league. It's still a big ask, especially when you've got Man City just getting Haaland and you know Liverpool are still a very strong side. But I think if we're in the Champions League, he's, want to, he's going to want to have a good go at that, isn't he? His um, record in the so Champions think... League is poor though, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it is. it's not brilliant. He's not great. Two games a season. Oh, sorry, two games a week. He, 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 he stats prove that, which is a slight worry. What but... did he do with Inter the last time? Didn't they, didn't they get to the Europa League final? And where did they come in the league when he did that? I can't remember. I can't remember. Mm. No. I'm, I'm pretty sure they would have done done okay. Maybe, maybe. I don't know if they won it. Did they win it? Did they won it that that year? Didn't they? Didn't they get to the? Didn't they win the league and get to the Europa League final? I might be wrong. I might have confused two seasons. Don't know without. They didn't up, win it. But... No. No, they didn't conference. win the league. No, no, they didn't win either. No, they won the league in no the season after. They were runner up in the Europa League at the twenty twenty season, and then they won the league in twenty one. Right. Okay. 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 Yeah. I don't really care. He's with us now. I think there, there's there's big scope. Yeah. There's there's big potential. Um, I just hope, as I think we all do, that he's happy. Mm. That he gets what that he gets what he needs. I don't think, uh, you know, we, we've read so much. It'd be, it'd be great to know what really is going on, but we've read that he's um, he's told Levy some home truths and, mm. um, you know, told him he's spoken more honestly to him. All these stories come out of Football London or whatever. You know, he's spoken more honestly to him than, than any manager ever has done mm. uh, and all this. So you'd hope that, you know, the plan is in place to to give him what he wants. You know, and th- th- this is the other thing with the, with the whole Enoch debate or whatever. Oh. The, the business that we did in January was the best business in the Premier League. Mm. However it came about, mm. however, it, you know, all these criticisms that, oh, he's just gone, Paratici, he's just gone to his old club. And, um, oh, it's, it's it, you know, Levy hasn't actually put his hand in his pocket because it's all on, um, was it buy now, pay later <laughs> type, type deals. But who cares? Benton Kuhn and Kulisevsky have come in. Romero came in at the start of the season. That, that is, I would say, We've signed three. I'm, I'm obviously thinking of Luis Diaz. I can't think of anyone else really who's come into the Premier League this season and hit the ground, ground running, mm. certainly in January, 
than those two and add Romero in the summer have done. So who gets the praise for that? Well, that's it because we talked quite a while. Like who was the, the the last big player that came in and was a first team? And it was you know we're looking at Toby or someone like that. Toby, but yeah. like you say, this year we've signed three players that have come in and they've probably all cemented their place for next season. No matter who we buy, I'd imagine those three boys will be starting. So some good business. But you've got to think now, especially with, with Jose, he's been there. I'm I'm assuming he's probably given Levy some home truths because he's never wanted to be too shy. And now you've had Conte come in. I imagine he's saying very very similar things. And then you've got Paratici as another footballing guy and I bet he's got similar opinions. The point is, is that we need to get a better squad. We need options on that bench. We've said towards the end of the season, the bench is so thin. So we just need to fill it with quality players if we're going to challenge on two fronts next season. And that's the one thing, like, even with this team, we won't be able to, to compete on two fronts with what no, we've got at the moment. No. We need quality backups. We need players for when there's inevitable injuries. And you need to be able to rotate and have confidence in the, that second string bunch of players. Um, you know, we, we've got some promising youngsters coming through, but that's not enough. We need some quality. We need people that have been there, done it, and are experienced. And it's going to be a massive summer, as we keep saying. Getting excited. Yeah, definitely. Bring it on. Can I just Bring put a on. big shout-out to Mike, Michael Arteta, who's been at Arsenal <laughs> less than three years, but has already finished behind three different Spurs managers. <laughs> <laughs> three Spurs managers. Well, yeah, and two of them we moaned about as well. Yeah. That's the thing. And they spent <laughs> how much on Ben White? <laughs> spent £150 million in the summer. I mean, let don't, let, don't forget that. It's an incredible amount of money for... You know, this guy's going to turn around the, the, the football club. Look, I, I, I don't like praising Arsenal. You've got to look at it. If I, They've improved, just not that much. <laughs> United finished second last season uh, and they, they bought the one out and got Varane, who I, I thought was pretty good. Uh, obviously, Sancho, I know about, uh, he's excellent. And CR7, uh, Ronaldo came back. Yes, I know they beat us twice this season. I get that. But look how they finished. The, the 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 going kind of a marrying the two points that the last one and, and the conversation that Conte will have with Levy. If I was Conte now, I would be saying that now is the time. Yeah, really, now is the time. You don't know what Chelsea are going to do. Obviously, Liverpool and City are a distance away, but the rest of them, you don't want to be in that position. I said it a couple of pods ago. It is tight from third down to down 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 to sixth, mm. seventh. You know, West Ham. You know the fact that the fact that they could even think. That they were going to finish finish fourth, really. What are we 12, 13 points ahead of them now, but they, they they'll, they'll try and give it a go again next season. If who knows if they hold on to Rice, but the the point is now is the time. I think I'm right in saying, am I, guys, that there's a good chance that fifth gets Champions League football next season. Uh, two seasons, I believe. I don't think it's next season. Is it two seasons? I think it's two seasons. Okay, so it's even more even more imperative. You cannot be that club next season that misses out. Mm. You know, you you. It's. I said it. I think after um, the Leicester game, it's massive. You you have to reset. As you, if you're a Tottenham, Arsenal, or Man United, you pretty much. If you miss that uh, Champions League football, you pretty much have to reset. You know, United. They're going to have a huge overhaul this summer mm. in terms of playing staff, in in terms of managerial staff, coaches, the lot. It's going to be huge. And you can't. We don't want to disrupt that. We've got a good thing going now, mm. and it needs it needs another push. Needs another investment. Yeah, go again. You know, keep Kane, keep Conte. Obviously, solidify where you are and, and go again. Yeah, 
No, absolutely agreed. And I think there's that thing where before Champions League was always seen as a Brucey bonus, we were making huge profits because we just weren't expecting it. But Levy needs to accept that he needs to increase that wage bill to, to go with the stature of the club that we are now, the revenue we're making, the stadium itself. We've got loads of stuff going on this summer, which is going to make us money. And then next season, Champions League is probably going to be worth 50, 60 million at minimum just for being that group stage and just getting those games in the stadium going to be huge and there's no excuses now we're going to have the money we just need to spend it wisely so we're going to we're going to trigger the clause aren't we on Kluzeski yeah. we bought Bentley Court yeah. and then I'm assuming we're going to like put down the first bit of wedge for Romero yeah right yeah. okay so there's you know that, that that's going to come off the balance sheet so it, uh, yeah, so it's going to be an interesting summer because you can see what's going to happen in September. Well, we, you know, money, except we lost like 80 million over the last two seasons or whatever. And doesn't matter. We've had a I whole know. season now. We've had a whole season in the stadium. All right. There's money there. Okay. There's money in the bank. There's money there. We've got revenue coming in. And if we sell any of La Celso and Dombele, any of those other fringe players that we don't really need, who we can get rid of, there's money to be made there as well. I want to see at least a minimum of us getting like 75 million in from players this summer. And I think we need to be spending potentially double that. Yeah. That might be a bit ambitious, but I think that's what we need to be doing. No, I, I agree. I agree. Look, like you said, Franco, you know, I don't get to the stadium off, as often as you guys do, but I am there. Obviously, with, with, with the Arsenal game, I was there. And <laughs> look, as much as I enjoyed the game, all I could think to myself was, there is so much money here <laughs> swilling around, being yeah. spent. You know, it is just, you know, and that is, I know that was that was the the, the, the biggest crowd, but it's not far off that every single week. Yeah. Or, you know, and we've got Champions League football, the revenue from that. You know, it's millions and millions of pounds a game coming in. Um, you know, it's just just the, the TV money, everything else that, that that didn't stop. You have to remember that it wasn't that it stopped. There was it wasn't that there was no money coming in. Um, that I'm as I've said before and <laughs> mentioned it today. I'm not Enoch in or Enoch out, but I do hope and I do think it is necessary that this summer we spend a bit of money and we go out and get the players. Uh, not for me to say, but the players that Conte wants that can fit his system and come straight in and the evidence shows over the last well certainly January and the Romero under Paratici that they can identify the players that come in and hit the ground running and that's we need two or three more that's all we need I think and we'll be right up there there we go Right, cheeseheads, let me just quickly mention footballprizes.co.uk this week. How apt, they've got a Sun Wing Min signed and custom frame shirt nice. from a few seasons ago, but looking all nice in a frame thing with some photos at the bottom. Um, tickets are three ninety five with 199 available, although over half of them have sold already. So you need to get in there fairly quick. Closing date is Wednesday, the 25th of May at 7.30. So get involved, footballprizes.co.uk. Don't forget, there's lots of instant prizes to be won there as well. Um, so you can bag yourself something great. Seb, what did you, you won something, didn't you? I did, yeah. <laughs> no cheating, I, I had a no little cheating. Go. I, got, I got a little little email through. Um, why don't you have a go type, type email? Uh, and I bought two tickets to the the... I forgot what the main prize was actually. Football. But I won the instant win, which was a signed and framed Hugo Lloris um, street sign with all, all framed and photos. Looked absolutely fantastic, and it's going to be with me tomorrow. Nice. So yeah, I'll take some pictures of that. Sweet, I, man. I can't wait for that. 
Yeah. Top stuff. Right, Mr. Paul Muir, thank you for joining. It's been a good season. Yeah, hasn't it? I told you. I bloody told you, Franco. I told you like before <laughs> Christmas, but no. Um, I can't find the energy to do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded just like you. You know what I need? I need a personal trainer. That's right. I, my leg, I just... I, I'm not paying the money you charge. <laughs> <laughs> I can get results. I am the Conte of uh, the London personal training. No, uh, it's been great. Thank you so much. And uh, people who listen, and I do get some really nice comments. Uh, actually, not some nice comments sometimes. But yeah, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for sticking with us. And uh, yeah, thanks for uh, all the support and the nice messages. But yeah, I've really enjoyed it. It's been great. So thanks very much. Cheers, Paul. And Mr. Sebshort, thank you as well. Thank you. Yeah, obviously, thank you for having me on. Thank you to the people that listen. It has been a a fantastic season, ups and downs. My football season actually isn't over. I'm going to Wembley uh, on Saturday uh, to watch Port Port Vale. Um, And for anyone who likes a good bit of kind of pantomime football almost, you need to watch the Port Vale against Swindon penalty shootout semi-final um, that me and my lad were at on Thursday. Um, and when an ex-player who's been giving it large all week for Swindon Town um, steps up to take a penalty that pretty much is going to put your team through, um, and I'm, I think it's still in orbit, um, it doesn't get a lot better than that. So that's a little added bonus for me. Obviously, Spurs is is, is my passion and um, Port Vale is my hobby. Uh, top stuff. Also, shout out to Jack Clark. I am the uh, Jack Clark fan club. Uh, chairman so well done for getting promotion and winning the trophy which is probably more than a lot of Spurs players have done <laughs> Frank I don't say oh, that come on <laughs> well we should give him some game time he's not going to get it now is he so oh well well, we'll play Jack Clark right uh, Cheesehead's caller in the game actually caller's doing a YouTube as we speak because he couldn't hold his excitement I think he had a few beers today so he decided to do pods like because we share the Twitter thing I saw him he was like twittering uh, he, Ramon Vega Mickey Hazard <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> uh, Judge Rinder trying to get him all on the pod I was just like Cooler must be pissed he's just like you know like when you just check texting all the in the girls in your in your phone book whatever he's like te- texting all the people he knows to get on the pod all the minor celebs i think cooler does that as well to be fair <laughs> so, right, his missus doesn't listen to the pod so you can say that well anyway get, get on the youtube i don't know if there's a monday night one there's probably going to be a few this week but there'll be plenty of content throughout the summer as we you know get forced to do transfer pods and all sorts of stuff uh, and we'll look forward to doing that we're gonna have a little bit of a break but um, we'll be back with a vengeance don't you worry as the boys have said thanks ever so much for listening this season um, we obviously wouldn't do it if nobody listens <laughs> so that kind of spurs us on to keep doing it really appreciated it all the cheese heads thanks ever so much for being part of our match day experience on the on the patreon chat and throughout the week just chatting about spurs and being there with us Massively appreciated, and obviously the support you give us is is obviously appreciated as well. If you want to get involved, patreon.com forward slash the cheese room podcast. We love you all. And until next season, or a couple of weeks, come on you Spurs. Come on you Spurs. The Champions League. <laughs> come on you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.